everyone, everyone awake? Okay, obviously not, all right. Let's take our Bibles. We're going to read uh, in Acts chapter 7. Where um, Who read for me? Was it Greg, wasn't it? Thanks, Greg. Appreciate that. Acts chapter 7, we're going to be looking at Stephen tonight. And we're going to learn hopefully something that will encourage you tonight as we look into the Word about, I guess, standing with some strength as we face the difficulties and challenges um, of today. So let's, why don't we pray first, ask God to help me, and then we'll get into it. Dear Lord, we do thank you for the opportunity to be in church tonight. So I appreciate um, songs we've been able to sing and thinking about you and how you love us, and we appreciate that, and we thank you now for the opportunity we have now to be around the Word of God. And I just pray you'd help me as I speak tonight, that you would just use me as a vessel, and that you would bring forth the message that, that you want to bring forth. You know everyone's heart here tonight. You know where, where everyone's at. You know the challenges that we all face. And I pray that you would use it to meet um, somebody at their point of need tonight. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We've, uh, I won't read the passage again, but from verse 54 to verse 60 will be kind of the area that we're going to be looking at tonight. All throughout Israel's history, if you know your Bible, if you've read much of it, especially in the Old Testament, you'll see that Israel has a checkered past despising the messengers of God. been many times throughout the, throughout the Bible where God wanted to tell his people something and God normally uses a man of God to bring forth that message. And you'll usually find as you read through your your Old Testament, there are many times where Israel or the people of God don't heed to what God wants to say. And they often despise God's messenger. When they do that, in fact, they're despising not only the messenger, but they're despising the message and the one who sent it, and, and that's God. Stephen, in the New Testament, as you fast forward through history and we get to the New Testament, we see that for Stephen... Things that aren't any different. God has a message for Stephen to bring and people don't like to hear the message of God. And for Stephen, he's despised and as you read through that passage, it gets quite brutal. It gets, it gets quite savage. Stephen had a, a similar message throughout, uh, a, a similar message as, as the men of God throughout time when God wanted to, when God wanted to challenge his people God wanted to bring you to attention something that's been going on, maybe an attitude, a, a heart where they're not worshipping anymore. And God uses the man of God to bring forth that message to try and challenge, to try and get their attention to, to maybe forewarn of something that's coming if they don't repent. And with Stephen, it's the same. And if we fast forward through to today, when we declare the message of God, maybe to the people of God or especially to the world, we you would have to agree that the world doesn't want to hear the message of God. The world is, is, um, is bent on doing their own thing and the message of God is, is the furthest from their mind. We see in, in Acts chapter 7, Stephen is asked to, uh, I guess, to give an answer to some false accusations made against him and he starts out going through some of the things that have happened in the Old Testament. Um, he, and it's always good to go back to what God has done. It's always good to go back to the Word of God. 
And he finishes with a strong rebuke in verse 51 to 52. It says, "Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You'd always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which have showed before of the coming of the, of the just one, of whom ye have been and are the betrayers and, and murderers, who have received the law by the, dis, by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. He really gives them a challenge, a rebuke, calls them stiff-necked, betrayers, murderers. And then as you read through verse 54 through to 60, the Bible describes an angry mob set upon Stephen and attacked him with an eerie anger. When you, just, when you have a look at the verses as it describes what happens, it's very, I guess, very unnatural. Verse 54, it says, When they heard these things, when they heard the message of Stephen, they were cut to the heart. It's true the word of God can cut to the heart. Have you ever been cut to the heart? Pastor's been preaching or, or, you've, or you've heard a message and something happens inside and it's like the word of God is like that sword and it pierces deep into the heart. And this is what was happening in this particular passage. It was cutting to the heart. But not in a good way for us. If we get cut to the heart, hopefully we'll, we will heed to what God's trying to say. And we'll soften that and we will respond in a way that's positive where if God cuts your heart, he's doing it to maybe to reveal an attitude or a sin or something that you need to change. And if we're honest with God, as, as our heart is cut, we will stop and say, yes, God, I see that problem and I, I do want to change it. But in this passage, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. The Bible says they gnashed on him with their teeth. They started, that anger started to rile up within them. Have you ever gnashed with your teeth? Have you ever, have you ever clenched your teeth so hard that it's like the fury is there and you feel like you're gonna, maybe your teeth are going to break because they're so clenched so hard and so anger. And that's the description there. It's, it, it's an odd word to say gnash. Gnash on him with their teeth. Then if you go down a couple of verses, um, he, Stephen talks and, and says what he sees. Verse 57, Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and run upon him with one accord. Have you, ever, have you ever heard something, someone's trying to tell you something and you just don't want to hear it anymore? It's like we just switch off, but it's like, they just, it's like that they covered their ears and it's like, I just don't want to hear this anymore. Stop that. The Bible says they ran upon him with one accord. There was a very ferocious attack. Then in verse 58 it says, And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. Wow. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. They stoned Stephen. Stephen called upon God saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He knelt down, cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So here is the man of God declaring God's truth, declaring what God has done in the past, challenges them about their stiff-neckedness, their, their resistance towards God, that their betrayers, their murders. He's really, he's really given it to them. I wonder if sometimes we need a little bit more of God giving it to us sometimes. God being real with us and challenging us. And challenging us. But these men, an angry mob set upon Stephen, and the Bible says here that Stephen died for the cause of Christ. But in these, from verse 54 through to verse 60, there's some things here that I want to hopefully encourage you with, that even though this is a very short, brief period of time, 
It, it could have been, I don't know how long they beat him for or stoned him with. They may have dragged it up. They may have tried to accuse him some more. You would think it's just minutes, but it, it could have been an hour. It could have been half an hour of them grabbing him and maybe taunting him and, and doing what they did. But in this brief period of time, there's some things in, in this passage I think is relevant for us today as we go through some of the challenges, as we stand for Christ, as we stand and we want to tell others about Jesus, there are some things that we're going to face and maybe you have already faced, but I want to hopefully encourage you with just a couple of things here tonight that might help you to stand stronger, might give you that a little bit more boldness to do what God wants you to do. First thing I want you to notice in verse 55, when this happened... When they come upon him, when they gnashed upon him with their teeth, verse 55 says, But he, which is Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. First thing I want you to notice is that Stephen was saturated with the Spirit. The Bible teaches that he was full of the Holy Ghost. If we turn back to Acts chapter 6, well-known passage about the church starting to think about some men who are going to help those who are going to be given to the word. And the Bible says that they were encouraged to choose out, I think it was seven men. Let's read from verse 1. In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over, over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and notice who they chose first. And they chose Stephen a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And then it goes on to describe who else they chose. But the very first person they chose, the first person that was on the mind of those who was to make the decision was Stephen. The Bible says he was full of, uh, in, in verse 5, he was a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. He was a man who had demonstrated um, a life that was saturated with the Spirit of God. And it seemed to be that Others noticed that to the point where there was a task to be chosen for. He was the man that they, that they first chose. It wasn't a, a matter of, well, we, we don't have many men. Maybe, maybe we will um, toss a coin or in those days draw a straw. But he was, he was a man that was firstly chosen because of um, his life testimony. And, when, and, it's, and it's key because when Stephen faced a challenge of his life. The Bible describes him acting, being full of the Holy Ghost. And I want to encourage you tonight that we need to be people who are full of the Holy Ghost. It's easy to say that, but it's, it's, often it's difficult to live it out. Our human nature doesn't gravitate to the Holy Spirit. Our human nature gravitates to our own sinful flesh. And to do and act the way that we just naturally want to act and please ourselves. But Stephen was a man who was, it was saturated. He was, he, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. 
He was the first person to pick for service. As you read in, in Acts chapter 6 and verse 8, because of his, his, his life testimony of the Holy Spirit, verse 8 verse, uh, says in, in Acts chapter 6, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Because of, not because he was a better orator, not because he had a, a greater skill set, not because he had more money than anyone else, but because of his faith and being full of the Holy Ghost, God started to use him in ways that other people weren't being used. And I want to encourage you tonight for you to be able to do what God wants you to do, be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible, t- the Bible tells us that we need to walk in the Spirit so we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. We need to be filled with God's Spirit. Stephen was, God allowed Stephen to do certain things, full of faith, did great wonders, miracles among the people. Now, I'm not saying that you need to do miracles, but I believe we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to, do, we need to be displaying fruits of the Spirit. Ask yourself the question, and only you can answer this. I can only answer it for me. Are you the sort of person that is temperate, has some self-control? Are you the sort of person who, who, who is loving and enjoying and has great peace? Are you, or are you the sort of person who sees inside and gets frustrated at, at the drop of a hat and, and displays it and gets bad-tempered and, and, and arrogant and, and whatever else? Stephen wasn't like that. He was saturated with the Spirit. And when the time came where he was now being challenged for his faith, he was now being uh, beaten and, and gnashed upon and, and stoned, and the Bible describes him, his actions as being full of the Holy Ghost. So that's number one. I notice in this passage, and it's, and it's something we need, to, we need to take note of, is that we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Number two, still in verse 55... The Bible says he was being full of the Holy Ghost. This is the action he took. Looked up steadfastly into heaven. Now he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. He says in verse 56, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. But the key for me there is that he looks up steadfastly into heaven. At his point of trial and tribulation and suffering, However, guess what? His sights were set on the Saviour. When you suffer for Christ, when something happens to you, you try and tell someone at work about the Lord Jesus Christ and you get ridiculed and you get mocked and you might even get a shove at work and you might get sworn at and you might get told stories about. Where do you look? When you're trying to do something good here in church and it just doesn't seem to work out and you didn't get the response that, that you thought you might want to get or people didn't treat you the right way or they said something that was discouraging or they just didn't give you the time of day, where do you look? Do you look up to the Lord Jesus Christ? Do we, as like even myself can, we can start to blame others, we can look at everyone around us and start judging others and we can get critical and we can start looking down at ourselves and start looking down at others. But when Stephen was now getting, he was getting beaten for his life. And what he did was he looked up to heaven. Man, if we... Stephen was a real deal. Stephen was a man of God who, who had learned some things and, and he, in his time and hour of, 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 I guess, of crisis, man, what he did is, 
just speaks volumes. If you would just read upon that and meditate upon that, it, it, it should challenge you. Because I know what it's like when, when things don't go right, when we're, getting, when we're getting laughed at, when we're getting embarrassed and, and when people are making fun of us or, or our brothers and sisters or whatever. When anything happens that doesn't go our way, it's so easy to get discouraged and point the finger and, and comment and make yourself feel bad, make others feel bad. But for Stephen, he didn't let his circumstances control himself. The Bible does tell us in 2 Timothy 3.12, it tells us and reminds us that um, all who will live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. It's not a, it shouldn't be a shock when that happens. It's something that will happen. Let's have a look in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. I was thinking about a couple of verses that I thought were good to share. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. I think for Stephen, when this happened, God, allowed, or God gave him something at that point of time. Ephesians 4 verse 7 says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Have you ever noticed that when you look at, what's, when you look at what happens to certain people and you think, wow, how do they handle that? And you start to put yourself in that situation, what you would do? You think about people who, where families have been murdered and the, and the, and the dad or, or, or the, um, the mum that was left or the family member that was left seem to cope and they forgive the person that murdered and we put ourselves in that situation, we'd say, oh, mate, I just smashed them or whatever. Or, or, you'd, or you'd, you'd, live, you'd, you'd live it out in the flesh. And I'm, I'm trying to be real here because that's what I would do. In my, fir- my, my, my first response when I see somebody going through something, I'd say, I, I couldn't do what they do. Or... Something bad happens and you think, well, how did they do that? How did they get through that? But the Bible kind of gives us an indication that God gives more grace when it's needed. And for Stephen, maybe because he was full of the Holy Ghost and God seemed to give him a measure of grace to be able to handle this. And that's part of, if we saturate ourselves in the Spirit, when, when we go through some of these things, when trials are coming, God seems to give grace through the circumstances that we can continue to look up to him. For old Stephen went through a lot, and yet through it all, he didn't let his circumstances control what was happening. He looked up to God. I believe that Stephen was, was confident that this is God's will for him. He understood what was happening, and as you read through later on in, um, in Acts, as we get down there, I'm probably going to head myself here, but I'll read it. Acts, back in our text. Acts chapter 7, as you come down towards the end of the chapter, he says, in verse 59, they stoned Stephen, and then he starts calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. To me, that indicates Stephen knows what's happening. He knows this is the end of his life. He has submitted himself to what God has. But he has great confidence that this is, this is what God wants, then, uh, then that's it. And that word steadfastness has that idea about being confident in Christ. So Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly under heaven, being confident in his relationship with God. He started to see the glory of God. God started to reveal something to him in his time of need. Now, I'm not saying just because you go through a hard time and you talk to God about it, God's going to give you a vision of or whatever. But for Stephen, that's what happened for him. God revealed that to him. God showed him that. And through that, 
Stephen had confidence in what God was doing. Let me ask you a question. What has caused you this last week or last month or last year, what has caused you to look away from God? Was it just an attitude? Was it a a jealous moment? Was it a, a harsh word? Maybe someone spoke to you. Was it a letdown because you didn't get what you needed or what you wanted? For a lot of people, they turn away from church. They turn away from God because they, it didn't work out how they wanted. But for Stephen, he was losing his, his very life. He was, for no fault of his own, standing for Christ. He didn't lose sight of what, what was right. He didn't, lose, he didn't lose his focus going through this great trial which ended his life. He still looked up steadfastly to God. And I want to encourage you, what, what, what does it take for you to lose your focus on Christ? Think about Stephen's life and may that challenge you tonight. The next thing is, in, as, as we've already kind of alluded to in verse 59, the Bible, I'll read it again, and they stoned Stephen calling upon God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Because of his relationship with Christ and being filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible teaches us here that Stephen was established or established in, in, in God's strength. He was established in God's strength. You think about this, in the middle of all the turmoil that was going on, he had the common sense to call out to God. He didn't react in himself. If you and, if you and I were in that situation, I'm sure maybe the, the, what would happen would be a lot different. If you're, being, if you're being ridiculed, if you're being shoved around or, or your family's being ridiculed for their faith, us as men, we want to stick up for our families. And, that, and that's right and true, you should. You should want to stick up for your families. But when it comes to our, ourselves, we might want to fight our way out of it. We might want to, I, I guess that preservation of life, that, that, that fight or flight seems to kick in. But Stephen didn't do that. He didn't react for himself. He didn't get angry at others. He didn't seek revenge about, with what was happening. He didn't complain to others. How easy is it to complain to others when things aren't going right? How easy is it to find a common ear when things aren't exactly how we want? It's easy to find someone else to talk to, try and gain on our side, to try and make sense of what's going on so we feel better about what we didn't get. He didn't try to work things out for himself. But what he did say was, caught upon God and I want to encourage you tonight as, as, as you hit through 2018 and the problems and trials of life come and, and the situations where you don't like happen and things aren't going according as you plan and people aren't nice to you and, and people here in this church aren't nice to you and people in the world are giving you a hard time and they're mocking you and they're just calling you whatever let me encourage you talk to God about it call upon God before you call upon others at least give God the courtesy that he's your saviour. He's your strength. In Psalms, it, it talks about a call unto the Lord. It talks about God being our refuge, our strength, our, our fortress, our rock, our, our high tower. There are so many time instances the Bible says we should be in communication with God and yet the, our first reaction often is to forget God. I'm going to sort this out myself. I don't need to be treated like this. I'm going to... I'm going to fight my way out of this. I'm, I'm going to argue. I'm, 
I'm going to cause problems. I'm going to do whatever it is because I'm hurt. The world's going to, the world's going to hurt you. The, the world is there to hurt you. They don't like the God that you love and serve. They're going to make it difficult for you. But don't be surprised that that happens because the Bible says it will happen. But Stephen, through all this, the first thing he did, he looked up to heaven and then he started talking to God about it. Where are you tonight with that sort of thought with, with what's going on? I know one thing he didn't do, he didn't, he didn't post on Facebook. That's one of my pet hates. I like Facebook. In a certain... Sorry, Daryl. They get some funny videos on there. Gives me a laugh. I've got to justify it now. Can I rewind that? I like funny videos on Facebook. Is that better? But what I don't like is, is when people post about the negativity of what's, what's happening. When they hate this or... Whatever it is. Stephen wouldn't have done that. Stephen went to God. And verse 60, as, as we... I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to go... I'm, I'm quicker than you tonight, Josh. That's, that's rare for me. All right, so verse 60. He kneeled down, cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. I guess continuing on with the verse, uh, sorry, with the, with the previous point about establishing God's strength, he separated him. He was separated from himself. He accepted what God was doing. He kneeled down, cried a loud voice, and then he had the, I guess, the common sense or the, or the spirit sense to be able to say, God, please don't hold this against their charge. We remember Jesus says that as well on the cross to forgive them. If it was you and me, we'd probably be seething, thinking, why is this happening to me? We'd want to be angry. We, we want to curse them. We want to wish bad upon them and their families. But for Stephen, he, he separated himself from the situation and says, God, they don't even know what they're doing. It's, it's, please don't, don't hold this against them. And the Bible says when that happened, he fell asleep. He died. He went on to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you concerned about the spiritual condition of, of those who do you harm? Are you concerned about this, the spiritual condition of the world? Because they're the ones usually that are, that are mainly against us. He was concerned about their spiritual condition. Don't, please don't hold their sin against them. He was concerned about their sin. We're normally concerned about us, how we're affected. We're concerned about how we look within the public. We're concerned about how we are off financially from this, how it's going to affect my business. We're, we're normally concerned with how our family are going to think about us, our, our unsaved relatives, our aunts and uncles and, and cousins and grandparents. That's normally, that's normally what, what we're concerned about. But here's a man who's in his last breath and because of his relationship with God, showing some great strength, says, God, please don't hold them accountable for this. Forgive them, please. Don't hold it against their charge. And when he had done that, God said, now is time. So I want to conclude with this thought. Stephen's righteousness towards God allowed God to accomplish more than just Stephen preaching to religious leaders about God. But God used this whole situation, as horrible as it was, to speak to a man who was an onlooker of this whole situation. And this particular instance, I believe, impacted his decision 
in receiving Christ and becoming one of the greatest Bible Christians there has ever been. That's the Apostle Paul. Notice in verse 58 in this passage it says, And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. Saul, who goes on when he's converted to become the Apostle Paul, witnessed everything that had happened and saw this man's life. And I can't help but think that maybe the actions of of Stephen, because of his walk with Christ, being saturated, being full of the Holy Ghost, had an impact that he he didn't get to see come to fruition. But I wonder if we took that challenge about how we respond, how we act when things don't go well when we're getting ridiculed by the world because, of we're, because we're Christians. Maybe we might impact someone that if, if God allows some more years in, it, in, in this world before he comes back, maybe we might impact a young person for Christ because of the way we act when, when, we're, when things don't go how we want it to. Do you see yourself as a Stephen or just another person in the crowd who just reacts in anger and temper because they didn't get what they want? Can God use you how he wants to? And that's a challenge for me because I by no means, I look at this and I think, well, I'm not Stephen. I don't know if I'll ever become like Stephen, but the Bible puts it clearly that that's what we're supposed to be like. We should strive to have a life filled with the Holy Ghost so God can use us. And that's my challenge for you tonight. Um, I hope that's something that you can take and you can use and can be a blessing for you. So why don't we pray? Um, there will be church this Wednesday night coming. We won't close with the song. I'll, I'll pray. So I encourage you to be here on Wednesday night. Um, remember to keep pastor in your prayers as he has a break. Please pray for the other men who stand in the pulpit. Um, I know there's a lot of sickness going around. So please pray for, uh, for those men. Um, that God will help them as they get ready to preach. So let's pray. Dear Lord, I do thank you so much for your goodness to us. I thank you for the word of God. appreciate, Lord, the life of Stephen. And Lord, you didn't give him a lot of years to serve, but Lord, you allowed him to, to live a life that was so impactful, at least upon one person that we know of, that went on to do something great for you. Lord, you, you helped him to rise above the challenges of life and he kept his, his spirit pure and his heart full of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, may we strive at least to have that, at least want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I pray that you would help us as we go out of this place tonight and as we hit our lives in, in the world this week. Please help us to be thinking about that, to have that in our mind when... When we come across a situation where we, where we would normally just react, help us to think about the passage we've just read about and about Stephen. Please help us. Lord, Lord, I need your help. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, church. You're dismissed.